Welcome to Dravania, I'm Durbin, and this is my spoiler talk for Men in Black 2. I just reviewed Men in Black 1, and you can check out my review for that, building up to the release of Men in Black International with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I love the MIB franchise. I'm super excited to see it continue on. I have high hopes that it's going to be good, because I like Tessa Thompson, and I like Chris Hemsworth, and I like Men in Black. So I have no reason to really doubt this movie yet, so I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going to go in this next chapter of MIB. So, Men in Black 2, is it epic? Does it live up? No. In fact, I think I'm going to give it a C+. I was back and forth kind of debating whether I wanted to give it a B- or a C+, and I landed on C+, because really this one is just very kind of average like it does have some good moments like Jeff the giant worm living in the subway that Will Smith you know has to tranquilize and it doesn't work at first he gets thrown into you know the subway train because everybody get out of this car and nobody moves and then the worm bites out of the back and everybody runs he goes oh now y'all running yo people we got a bug in the electrical system like, moments like that are pretty darn hilarious. So it definitely has a lot of that men in black charm that the first one had, but it it doesn't feel like it has that quality that the first men in black had. The first men in black, of course, how do you beat the fact that it's an origin and we're being introduced to everything for the first time? So how do you do that? How do you recapture that magic? I feel like the concept of this one started off good. The fact that you have Tommy Lee Jones, Agent K, working in the post office because he doesn't remember anything. He was neuralized at the end of the first one because, you know, he didn't want to remember going down the gullet of a bug, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, he doesn't want to remember things like that. At least he thought he didn't want to remember things like that. And yet, as a postman, he finds himself looking up at the stars, wondering about his place in the universe. So the idea is the reverse of the first one, where it was Tommy Lee Jones leading Will Smith through everything and showing him the ropes. The idea now is to reverse this and have Tommy Lee Jones being the guy who is seeing everything again for the first time. Let's go put it on. What? The last suit you'll ever wear. Again. To... And the thing that starts off good about that is where Will Smith is very, you know, big in his comedy. Tommy Lee Jones kept that straight-facedness in his comedy. So it's hilarious to see his reaction to Frank talking in the back seat, and he just keeps this calm demeanor. It's hilarious when he enters MIB station and everybody's like, Welcome back, eh? And he's just calmly, Thank you. Thank you. So it has a lot of great little things like that, and it started good. But then all of a sudden, you have Jeeves returning, whose head gets blown off and he restores Agent K's memory, and it doesn't take too long for it all to come back. So, it's really only the first act of the movie where K has no memory, and then you have the second and third acts of the movie where it's all back. And so, what would have been probably the charm of him gaining his memories, like, one memory at a time, a little bit at a time, and being reintroduced to stuff, got lost. At the same time, it kind of works that it got lost because of the story. It's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta move these things along. And so, it was an interesting story where you have Jay feeling alone because he works in a top secret organization. He's a hero and people think he's rude because he's shutting down the subway because an alien's loose and they call him names and stuff. So he's feeling lonely because no one knows who James Edwards is. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows how many people he saved are in the five years he's been an agent, how many times he's actually saved the world. And so he's feeling that loneliness. Then he meets Rosario Dawson, which is awesome to see here after seeing her, you know, in the Daredevil show on Netflix. And the whole thing is Jay's vulnerability of falling in love with her. 
her, you know, playing this character named Laura, who's a Zarthan from another planet, falling in love with him. And so like, it's supposed to be kind of this love story. And I think we're supposed to get indicated that this is really Agent K's daughter because, you know, he was with a Zarthan when he shouldn't have been. He got too emotionally tied when he shouldn't have been. And so he broke some of the MIB rules and kept the light of Zartha on Earth when he shouldn't be doing that. And so you can feel like in the story, it's supposed to be a bit more complex. It's supposed to be a little bit more nuanced. And I think that's still a positive, but I just kind of feel like in the execution of it, it didn't come off as well. And I think one of the things that kind of shut me down while I was watching it is how this one gets very cartoony. I mean, like there's a scene where K first gets his memory back and he goes to help Jay and he does this kick where he leaps off the ground and it surely looks like he's on wires and he kicks this dude in the face and then lands slowly. You have Zed in his office and he's beating up our main bad guy in this one and he jumps up in the air, kicking with both legs. And it just, it, it's not that the first one was super realistic, but this one just took a very cartoony approach to things. So even if I kind of thought the nuances in the story were cool, kind of that cartoony execution and some of the comedy and some of the humor didn't work for me. So actually I was more disappointed re-watching this one than I thought I was gonna be. Actually, I didn't think I was gonna be disappointed at all. Rewatching the first one in however many years it's been, I loved it more than I remembered. It was just so fun to revisit it. This one, I didn't feel that as much. This one, I just felt that little extra bit of disappointment. Is it still worth watching? Of course, it's part of the Men in Black franchise and we're building up to the release of this brand new one. It's definitely worth watching. It still has some excellent moments between Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith because they are really the heart of the franchise. Transverse magneto energy will surge through your brain, unlocking information that could hold the key. Dirt's very survival. Oh, okay, what's that thing? the deneuralizer. And I feel like through this whole franchise, they really keep that going. So no matter what's going on around them, I feel like those two continue to be the characters that they're supposed to be, and they do a fantastic job at it. So worth checking out, yes. But for me, just average, and I was slightly disappointed, C+. What do you think of Men in Black 2? Am I way off base? Should it be getting a much higher grade? What are your thoughts on this movie? Let's talk in the comments. And while you're there, hit that subscribe button to become a Durbanian. Hit the bell by the subscribe button so you're notified when I drop my review for Men in Black 3. Then when I drop my review for Men in Black International. And when I drop ranking videos, theological analyses, trailer reactions, you'll be notified when it's all here. I'm Durbin, thanks for checking out Durbania.